there's not much newness to the team. Uh, Trevor Daly, a defenseman, they pooled what little money they had on when free agency began July 1st. And and the one upgrade, they, the, the area they needed to upgrade more than anything really was defense. So he's 33, a good skater, good puck mover. So, you know, not by any means the number one guy that they could really use, but uh, but they should be better on defense because of him. Are they healthy? Uh, Nicholas Cronwall, you know, he's, his health is going to be a concern probably every day. I mean, he's playing on a permanently bad knee already in training camp. He's had, you know, back spasms and, uh, you know, twitched his groin. So he's got a lot of hard miles on his body. But overall, um, the rest of them are, are in good health so far. What are their strengths and weaknesses? I'd say probably their number one strength is uh, Peter Morasic has come into camp just with a great attitude. Looks like, you know, he's going to have a, a bounce back year. He didn't play well for them last year. Lost the starting job. Lost the starting job at World Championships for the Czech Republic as well. And you know, they put him, they exposed him on the expansion draft in the summer, and nobody picked him up. So he's in a contract year. But but more than anything, I just see him at, at 25. It seems like he's taken every bad thing that happened last year and and learn from it. He's come in, cut his body to fat down and just spending more time on the ice, spending more time watching video. So if they get good goaltending from him and Jimmy Howard, that that will make a huge difference. So in addition, I'd say somebody like Dylan Larkin, he had he struggled a lot his sophomore year, which most NHL players tend to do, but he had a great showing at the World Championship for the U.S. And to me, he looks very, very confident, and so does Anthony Mansa. And if those two young guys can, uh, you know, really take on bigger roles, then they could be in, in better shape than than expected. Which brings us to where this team may be headed. Uh, they missed the playoffs last year, first time in a very long time that we didn't see any playoff hockey in Detroit. What will it take to get them back to the playoffs this year? A, a good start to be certain, you know, of the eight teams that were in the playoff race last year at Thanksgiving Six of them were there at the finish line. It's hard to make up ground if you don't come out of the gate well. Now, their power play was absolutely atrocious the last four months of last season, but it was at 25% the last 30 games. If they can generate anything close to that to start the season and, again, get good goaltending, I mean, special teams and goaltending is what gets you victories in, in today's NHL. So it, it's going to be interesting because, you know, really the storyline above all is probably can – half the roster underachieved last year. If enough of those guys can play up to their level, they could be in, in pretty decent shape. But it seems like they're still not quite the contender that they used to be. I mean, they've had uh, trouble getting out of the first round in recent years and, of course, missed last year. How long might it take for the Wings to rebuild themselves into contenders again? Yeah, you know, I mean, they don't have a number one defenseman in teams that win in the playoffs. You know, they, they have... A good defense. I mean, it was always going to be hard when Nicholas Litstrom retired, but you know they're they're trying to rebuild from within. I mean, building through the draft is the only way you're you're going to be successful, uh, especially in the salary cap world. You know, but no, that they're certainly not uh, a prime contender or maybe even in the in the B group. But you know, the, the interesting thing is, last year at this point, I would say many many people had picked Tampa Bay Lightning to win the the Stanley Cup, and they ended up missing the playoffs. And they have they have a number one defenseman. They have a star sentiman. It's just so incredibly hard in today's NHL. And, and and the other thing, you know, that they say, you know, people criticize them, well, why is your goal to make the playoffs? Your goal should, should be to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, ultimately it is, but, you know, the 
the goal of first is you have to make the playoffs and, and they see, and you have great examples of how tight it is. And then you have an example in the, in the, the predators. Now they didn't win the cup, but they went from eighth seed in the West to the Stanley cup finals. So, you know, it's just, uh, the, there's so much parody and few teams have any margin of, uh, for error anymore. How did they do in the draft? They did well. Uh, Michael Rasmussen, the center, uh, 6'6", uh, very big, had a very good exhibition season. They did send him back to juniors, but they were very pleased with him and see him as, you know, if he, he has a good uh, last year in juniors, that he potentially could um, challenge for a job next season. Dennis Chalowski, their first rounder from last year, uh, had a good showing too. I mean, in, in, um, uh, we'll see how he does uh, this season, but they're, you know, they, they're, they're finally starting to get some good first rounders. And I mean, Anthony Massa, from 2013 you know it, it can take a while sometimes uh, for players to get here but he looked like he's really ready to you know to be a, a, a real genuine building block for them and certainly dylan Larkin, their first rounder from 2014 i mean we're starting to see you know they for a while there when when they had you know lidstrom and, and datsuk and setterberg in their primes they were happy to trade away their first round picks and get good veterans that would help them win cups you know but now those days are are gone and and they've they don't want to trade high-end uh, first and second-round picks anymore, you know, because they, they realize they have to, to build from within. There's going to be a lot of excitement when they take the ice uh, against the Wild uh, at first game at uh, Little Caesars Arena, the first one that counts anyway. Um, there's going to be a lot of fanfare uh, and uh, uh, perhaps uh, some butterflies. Uh, will the new arena be enough of a draw for fans coming out to see it for the first time uh, if the Wings don't do well this season? I don't know if it's going to counteract, you know, if they come out and they get uh, 0-5, 0-6 and such. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I think for them psychologically, it's almost like getting a makeover for them from, you know, last, last year so many things went wrong and now, okay, and that was at the Joe. Now they're in a pretty new building and it kind of, you know, kind of like a makeover gives a person extra sparkle and joie de vivre. So, you know, I, I think maybe they can use that as a little bit of motivation themselves. But, you know, no, I mean, if, if a beautiful new building, if, if they don't play well, I, I'm not sure that people are going to be showing up for, you know, games in, in November and December on a Monday night against an uninteresting opponent. Um, you know, the, 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 how, how big of a draw that will be. How does the new arena look to you? What does it have that Joe Lewis didn't? It's spectacular. I mean, it, it really is. And probably the number one thing, from my opinion, is a practice facility attached inside. You know, they used to have to go to different rinks around the metro area if, if Joe Lewis wasn't available. And now with the Pistons playing there at Little Caesars as well and, and certainly concerts, there are going to be a lot of days when they'll be on the practice sheet instead. So that's phenomenal. Their locker room, uh, it's 25,000 square feet. You know, they used to uh, give the media kind of side eyes when we'd come into the room because they'd be playing soccer and they would have to go take their take their ball and go somewhere else. So now, you know, there's an area for that. I know Dylan Larkin moved uh, to a downtown condo. He told me so that he could, and I quote him, live at Little Caesars Arena. There's a kitchen right in the locker room where guys like him can come over and eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know. So it's just, and from a fan perspective, it, it was funny. Uh, actually, even from a player's perspective, the first uh, exhibition game they played there, Jimmy Howard was in that and he said he because the jumbotron is just massive. He said he caught himself watching play after it had begun on the jumbotron, and then realizing, oh no, it's it's right in front of me. It's just you know there, there's so much to take in that I think it's it was especially good for the players to get a you know a few exhibition games in to get used to it.